0: come to the Prophecy Club, you may be saying, so Stan, why are you playing these broadcasts having to do with America's occult holidays? The answer is because I don't want you to, how do I say this, to break the laws of the Lord. And that is by putting up a Christmas tree, doing this whole Santa Claus thing, and many of the other things surrounding Christmas and many of our other American holidays are actually based upon the occult. I want you to understand that I stopped putting up a Christmas tree uh 25 years ago. Oh my goodness. When you understand what the Christmas tree is, and also that wreath, that round decorated thing that people hang on their front door, when you understand that the Christmas tree is a phallic symbol, and that wreath that you hang on your front door is the female genitalia, when you understand the occult behind that, you would never, ever, ever do such a terrible thing. But we do it because, well, our parents did it, and the parents before them, and all of our friends do it. But we haven't really thought what it really means, and that it offends our Lord. We haven't understood that the Christmas tree decorated is really worshiping another God and putting our gifts under the tree is exactly what the pagans did in the preach-off between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. If you go in to read your Bible, you'll discover that one of the things that angers God the most is worshiping underneath a tree. It's the prophets of the groves. Just here, just go into your King James Bible, do a research into one word grove, G R O V E, and you'll be shocked at how angry, angry our God gets at people that worship having to do with trees and the groves. Oh my goodness, that's like one of his main things. Yes, idol worship is really bad. But it's almost like it's almost just as bad as idol worship. So putting a Christmas tree up in your house, brothers and sisters, it's really bad. Really bad. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go into playing from Stephen Dollins. Now, this guy was an ex-Satanist high priest of the Church of Satan. He reveals the origins behind Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and other things. Want you to listen. I want you to get this offer. We've made an amazing offer, five DVDs, four titles, all having to do with the occult, not only around our holidays, but also, as a matter of fact, another one by Steve Dollins is Occult in Your Living Room. I dare say that Steve Dollins could walk through your house today, and you would be shocked at what you have in your house that is opening doors to occult to satanic activity. Look, do you have trouble sleeping at night? Do you have bad dreams? Do your children have bad dreams? Do they wake up in the middle of the night screaming? Well, then you have an open door, my brothers and sisters. I would dare say that Steve Dollins could walk through the house of the average person listening right now and he could probably fill a garbage sack full of things in your house that you did not know had to do with the occult, had to do with opening... Doors to the occult in your house. <laughs> you got to get yourself informed. So again, five DVDs, four titles, valued at $140, all for a gift of just $40. Tell you more at the end of the program. Go to prophecyclub.com to find out more about it right now. Let's go and listen to Steve Dollins talk about Occult Holidays Revealed. Nice to see everyone
1: here. I just want to say that, uh, first of all, when Stan Johnson called me and, and he said, can you do another video? And I said, sure, what on? And he said, I want you to expound a little bit more on the occult holidays. And I began to argue with him and I said, well, first of all, Stan, I said, people don't really want to hear that stuff. And I said, you've already had two speakers that have come forward on the Prophecy Club tours And they've talked about the occult holidays and they've given, you know, an expoundation on that. And I said, I said, uh, I'm really nobody. You you get that Moses complex, you know, where Moses said, who I'm nobody, who me, Lord. You know, when God tells you to do something and you just kind of look at him and you say, well, I'm nobody. So I said, uh, I said, well, Stan, I said, uh, you know, I said, I'm kind of excited, but I'm kind of hesitant at the same time. Because I'm not sure that people want to hear this this type of message. And the Lord spoke and he said, in a day such as today, he said, it's history is about to be made. And you know, you think about it, history is just about to be made. Regardless of how the presidential election comes out this year, we're either going to have our first black president or we're going to have our first woman vice president. And in a time that the future is so unknown to us, It's a time that we need to know the truth and we need to be able to stand on the truth and be able to do what God said, which was come out and be separate from among them. Talking to his people and telling his people, don't be like the Joneses. You ever heard that expression? You know, like want to be like the Joneses, you know, and a lot of people, they find it easier just to give in to the things of the world rather than take a stand on what God says. And I see that happening more and more in, in the world today. It's, it's, people are just kind of basically giving in and doing, you know, traditions and, and doing customs. And have you ever asked yourself why we do the things that we do? See, a lot of the things I think that Christians get in problems with is we just do them because we're told that that's what you're supposed to do. Or because you grew up. And you know, if, if, if you grew up from a small child, and you're raised in a certain way, and you're taught certain things, by the time you get to an adult, you're going to continue to carry those same beliefs. And if you're taught in the ways of the Lord, and you're taught things where uh, uh, God is, is good, and Jesus is God's son, and Jesus died on the cross for you to give you uh, uh, forgiveness for your sins, by the time you reach adulthood, that's deep in your system. That's deep in your soul, deep in your spirit. But think about the child who is not taught those things, who is taught to fear creation, a creation, more than the creator. And when he grows up into adulthood, he's going to begin to fear those things because that's the way that parents control their children. You'll see some of that tonight in the presentation as how parents are using some of these holidays and some of the creatures of these holidays to control their children. Um, and you know, people. Some people look up here and they say, "Well, what gives this guy any any clout? What? Where do you get your authority to speak on things like this?" For those of you who have not heard of me or heard me before, uh, in 1970, after my father was taken from me by a hit and run driver, uh, I lived a life for seven and a half years as a satanic high priest. Uh, associated with the Church of Satan, Anton Zandor-Levay's Church of Satan in San Francisco, California. My grotto, and that's what they called it in Satanism, in, in witch, Wicca or witchcraft, it's called a coven. But my grotto was in Oklahoma, and for seven and a half years, that's what I did, was lead, lead a life of Satanism and, and also as a satanic high priest. And in 1978, I came out, gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord told me at that time, he said, the path is clear for you. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to go out and tell the people what you know and what you've seen and what you've heard, what you've experienced. And, you know, I hate arguing with God because, number one, you never win. You know, he's all. And the, the, the thing is, you've got to realize he's always right. You know, but we argue with him anyway. Right. And, and I argued with him and I said, well, Lord, I said, if anybody knows anything about Satan and his devices, it's the church. Uh Uh-uh. No. And he said, if you will go, he said, I'll show you. And you know, I mean, it it got to the point where uh, uh, we went to a a place called uh, 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 one of the churches in Soldier, Kansas. Small town in, in Kansas here. And in Soldier, we gave a I gave a talk on the occult and I gave my testimony and a lady came up and just afterwards and she said, oh, I'm so glad you came and you talked to us tonight. She said, because you know, Halloween is is approaching. It was around October and she said, Halloween is is rapidly approaching and we were going to have an alternative Halloween party for the kids downstairs. And I said, really? And I said, well, what were you going to do? And she looked at me and she said, well, we had talked about hiring a soothsayer or a psychic. To come in and they would run a table downstairs and tell everybody their fortunes uh, reading tarot cards. Or we might even have a crystal ball and she would give everybody their fortune. And I, I looked at her and I said, are you crazy? Because, I mean, but this is the mentality that the church has gotten under. Brothers and sisters, the church is in serious trouble. It is because we've adopted practices that were never meant for God's people to adopt. Never. Uh, in, in 1 Kings, God told Solomon, good old Saul, that he said, don't go into them, nor let them come in unto you, for if you do, surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. And what did old Saul do? Well, Saul had many strange wives. I'm sure some of us have had strange wives before. But this when they say strange in the Bible, what it means is that they were of a different faith. They were of a different belief. And all these different women that came into old Saul's life were worshiping all these different gods. Well, what they did, the Bible says he had several thousand of these, okay? So what he did was he let his wives talk him into building a temple so that they could go and worship their gods in their own way. And so to appease all his many wives and keep peace in the house, Saul built a temple unto his wives. Now, this is not the temple, that it says that Solomon built unto the Lord, this is a temple that he built unto his wives, and in those temples he put not only images or visions or or uh, statues of their gods, but he also put their symbols in that temple. I want you to keep that in mind that he also put the symbols in the, in that temple, and from that temple, the day that that temple was built and implemented for worship, then we begin to see those those symbols begin to filter down into Judaism. And it was adopted, and it was taken of, oh, that must be a glorification of the Lord. No, it is not. Those symbols don't stand for anything having to do with the Almighty Heavenly Father. They have to do with the worship of Baal, or Baal, the, the ancient god. And you'll see some of those things tonight. But what I told you is that the church is in serious trouble because we, we do things without questioning. We've been conditioned and we've been desensitized by the world that if it's good and it looks good and it tastes good, we'll eat it. And it's, if it's, it's delicious, we'll eat even more of it. And isn't that how the enemy works? See, Satan puts just a little, that little sugar cube out there. And then you take a little bit of it, and it doesn't taste too bad, and it doesn't look too bad, so therefore it must not be bad. And this is how they get things like Harry Potter into the school systems, the the Teletubbies into the TV, uh, those sort of things. And we have to start looking at these things and start to analyze them, not take them for what we see them as, but for what's underneath it. And when we talk about the occult holidays revealed, in order for for something to be revealed, something has to be concealed. And so what we want to do is we want to unconceal and reveal tonight these holidays and why they are not Christian and why God is calling the people of today to come out from among them, as he says, and be separate. So what are we talking about when we're talking about occult holidays? Well, we're clearly talking about satanic holiday celebrations because see if something is meant to be satanic and something is formed to be worship of the enemy i don't want to be celebrating it in my christian church amen so we talk about satanic holiday celebrations these are holiday celebrations that are basically formed for worship of something else other than the lord jesus christ And even though there are a lot of pagan holidays, you'll see some of these tonight, even though there are a lot of pagan holidays that are celebrated throughout the world, there's three major holidays that we want to concentrate on tonight. There's three major holidays that are celebrated not only in America, but worldwide. And we want to look at those things, and we want to ask about the origins of these things. Now, let's all agree on something. If we can say that these holidays are designed to glorify Jesus Christ then we can say they're okay to celebrate. Amen? Yes. If we can say that these holidays actually have Jesus in them, then it's okay for us to celebrate them in the church. Amen? Yes. And we can also say that if there's nothing concealed behind it, in other words, nothing hidden behind these holidays, that they must be not quite so bad. Amen? Amen? So let's look at some of them. We're going to concentrate on the three major ones, and that's Christmas, Easter, and Halloween. And you look at Halloween, you say, will Halloween be in a holiday? Absolutely. It's one of the children's most celebrated holiday. Children look forward to it all year long because it allows them to be able to dress up and and you know be their favorite superhero or be, you know, a ghost or a goblin and go from door to door trick-or-treating. And brothers and sisters, after you learn tonight what you're actually celebrating when you let your child do that, you will not want to let your child go out celebrating Halloween again. Now, we're going to look at which is Sabbath. We're going to look at what's called the winter solstice. We're going to look at Groundhog Day. We're going to look at a celebration of the spring goddess, gathering of sacrifices, summer solstice, a great Sabbath festival and fertility rites and sacrifice. And remember that almost every pagan holiday has fertility rites and human sacrifice in them. Every one of them. And so let's look at the first one we call Yule. Now we say Christmas, but it's actually Yule in pagan and witchcraft. And it's also celebrated uh, and called Yule in the Celtic language. And it's referred to as the winter solstice. It has to do with the rising of the sun and how the sun positions itself in the sky. And that's from December 21st through the 23rd. The witch's Sabbath, called Samhain, is October 31st. That's what we're rapidly approaching now is is October 31st, the witch's Sabbath. And Samhain is a celebration of death. Because Samhain in the Celtic religion was the lord of the dead. And it was a celebrated time when they believed that the dead actually came back to life and walked the face of the earth. The gathering of sacrifices is called Mabon. And it's from September 20th through the 23rd. And when I'm talking about gathering of sacrifices, brothers and sisters, something like that should make your your blood cringe because, and I'm going to tell you something. People that know me know that i don 't sugarcoat anything i 'm not going to sensationalize anything, but i 'm going to tell you what it is i 'm going to tell you what it isn 't. I owe it to you to do that you don't you don 't deserve to be told uh, you know that something is this or that and sensationalize it when it 's not really what it is so But I will tell you that the gathering of sacrifices is the time when you see the most child abductions in America. And some of these children that appear like on the the milk cartons and appear on uh, post boards where they they have, you know, a child uh, disappeared, some of these are gathering of sacrifices. And what they do is they gather them for sacrifices from that time so that they can sacrifice them on the, the night of Samhain. Lugasbad is August 1st, and it's called the Great Sabbath Festival. It's a witchcraft festival. Groundhog Day, or Imbolic, is February 1st. Now, you say Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day when the, the groundhog comes out and looks at his shadow, and if he sees his shadow, there are so many more days of winter. Okay? So, this all has to do with a Celtic uh, belief in the spring goddess. And she comes out of her cave, and if she sees her shadow, then it's going to be a good harvest, and if she doesn't see her shadow and goes back in, then then the people knew that it was not time to harvest the earth. And that's where the, the Groundhog day came in. They took the spring goddess and decided to make it a little bit more cuter, And so they added the groundhog. And Ostera is March 20th through the 23rd. It's also a spring goddess. Beltane is May 1st, we call it May Day, and isn't it strange that May 1st was the day that the Illuminati, formed by Adam Weishaupt, was formed, implemented on May 1st, and it's also the day that communist countries celebrate their birthday. Summer solstice, going from the winter solstice to the summer solstice, is called Litha, and it's June 20th through the 23rd. So these are some of the festivals and some of the Sabbaths and some of the, the lesser, what we call the lesser celebrations, uh, holidays that are celebrated in paganism, witchcraft. God tells us throughout the Bible, old and new, to remove ourselves from anything having to do with pagan or occult practices. Look here in 2 Corinthians six fourteen seventeen. 17. God says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what hath fellowship hath with righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion hath light with darkness. Wherefore, look at that. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. That's the key word. Be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. Now, if this is a, a promise of a blessing, that if we do these things, and God will receive us, what do you suppose God will not do if we don't do these things? He won't receive. Okay, So there's a, there's a consequence for not following what the Word of God says. We know that. One of the, the, the basic concepts that we're told now is that all gods are one God. Now, think back to 9-11, after the attack on the Twin Towers and the Pentagon, and good old President George got up and he said, at, at a congressional meeting, he said to, to, to appease all the people because they were afraid now that people were going to go around and start bombing mosques and, and uh, you know shooting Arabs. You know, uh, Habib down the street might have a, a Conoco down there, and they might want to go down and blow that up, you know, because people were mad, angry over what happened. And we were told by good old George W. that we now must embrace all religions. Everybody remember that? We have to embrace all religions. And the problem with embracing all religions is you're embracing all different gods. So if we allow those things, remember good old good old Saul, God told them, Do not go in unto them, nor let them come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart. And the Bible says that good old Saul never repented. After, after he built that temple and after he gave in to all these different gods, Solomon did not repent, as did David, his father. But there's a problem that we have with this one God or all gods, you know, all gods are one God aspect. Let's look at some of those. Well, first of all, in order for you to get a belief system into the spirit of a person, you have to make it glorify another god. Because if you're looking at all gods being one God, that means that Allah, Buddha, Confucius, all those people are Jesus. And we know that that's not what scripture tells us. So if it glorifies another God, then it's also glorifying this belief. The second thing that it has to do is it has to take your eyes off of Jesus. Because, see, you have to get Jesus out of the way in order to bring in a different belief system we talked about from the beginning that when you grow up you have a belief system and that's the belief system that you are raised with and by the time you reach adulthood there's not much that's going to change your mind among that belief system because it's now instilled in your spirit in your heart and in your soul so they have to take your eyes off of jesus Another thing that this this belief of uh, all gods are one God does is it impersonates God. In order for you to get a belief system that Jesus is the Messiah and that God is the almighty one living God in three persons, you have to impersonate that God. So you have to replace him with something else. And you'll see in some of these celebrations that they have found a way to do that. The the other thing that it has to do is it has to challenge your personal belief system. In other words, things that you have believed from childhood to adulthood, now you are told something totally different, and so now that challenges your personal belief system. And if you are gullible enough to where you'll eat it, and it tastes good, and you swallow it, Now it becomes a part of you. And the last thing it has to do is it has to challenge the very word of God itself. In other words, something that totally erases what Scripture says, replaces it with something else. So in order for a new belief system to come in, they have to have all these things in there in order to change it. So let's look at the first celebration. We want to look a little in depth tonight On Christmas, now, Christmas is a time, everybody, everybody do their jingle bells and, you know, there you go, and we'll sing hymns and that sort of thing, you know, Christmas carols by the fire, chestnuts roasting, you know. But Christmas is a time where children look forward to the birth of Jesus. No, they look forward to presents. They look forward to a visit from a, a personage called Santa Claus. Okay? Remember that we said from the very beginning, in order to get a new belief system in, you have to give something that impersonates God and something that challenges your belief system. Well, Christmas does that. Because, see, so many times we're told, and we, we learn in church, that Christmas is a celebration of the birth of the, the baby Messiah, Jesus. And nothing could be further from the truth. And we'll, we'll examine that tonight, and you'll see that that's, that's a lie, that that's been in, in infiltrated into the church. It has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. In fact, it has everything to do with Santa, reindeer, and presents, and, you know, these things. It has a lot to do with merchandising and making big bucks. Money. Christianity was corrupted by pagan rituals and practices during the reign of Constantine. Now, the Roman emperor Constantine was a wise man. He knew how to rule the people. And what he did was he combined Christian doctrine at that time with that of paganism. And that's exactly what the the devil does. That's exactly what Satan's strategy is. He takes a little bit of a lie and mixes a little bit of that with the truth to the point to where it's so concealed and so hidden that unless you're really looking for it, you'd miss it. And that's what he did. He combined pagan doctrine with Christian doctrine, and the Roman Catholic Church actually believed that they could pray over and anoint satanic symbols and objects, and that would make them okay to use in worship services. They still do this. December 21st through the 22nd, we said, was called Yule,
0: and pagans celebrated what they called the winter
1: solstice.
0: Now, I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there, but I don't want you to stop listening because it's very important that you – how do I say this? That you not offend the Lord, that you not break his laws. Look, how can you expect God to bless you when you have a Christmas tree in your house, when you're doing Halloween, when you're doing Easter – and trick-or-treat, and some of these other things that the Bible says are so wrong. How can you expect the blessings and the protection of God when you do that? Well, you don't count on it. So, you need to get yourself informed. That's the reason we got five DVDs. One's a double DVD. Five DVDs, four titles, valued $140 for a gift of $40. It's called the Occult Holiday Gift Offer. Yes, go get it. You will be shocked. Again, I promise you, Steve Dollins could probably walk through most people's houses. I'm going to say it this way. I don't think that there's a person listening that could stand a walkthrough by Steve Dollins in your house and him not find something that was a cult. Yeah, 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 I know you got the the, I love the Lord things hanging up. I know, I understand. You got the Bibles laying out. What you don't understand is... (laughs) Is the things that are in your house, some of them very, very innocent, that are really occultic. Get yourself informed. Five DVDs, four titles, $140 value today for a gift of $40. Prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for prayers. And yes, we still, as a matter of fact, we don't exist because we're offering DVDs. We exist because of your prayers and your generous donations. Thank you. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Go visit WatchProphecyClub.com where you can watch over 160 Prophecy Club titles for an introductory monthly recurring subscription of just $20 a month or a yearly subscription for $200. The yearly $200 subscription is the best deal because it locks in your rate against increases in monthly subscriptions. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. You'll love the format. It's easy to watch, and the quality is great. WatchProphecyClub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out today.